this is Aaliyah Grace Dean, and I am the host of this podcast that you're listening to right now called Sides Grace. And ironic, I know my middle name is Grace. That's where I came up with the idea. But if you are tuning in and you tune in every single week, I want to extend my gratitude. Thank you so much for tuning back in this week. And if you are new, I also want to share my gratitude with you and say thank you for clicking and listening today. That means a lot to me. I release every single Wednesday, and if you want more information for the podcast that I post and a little bit more information that I may have not provided here on this podcast today, please go to my Instagram, my official podcast Instagram, side underscore grace. That's where you can find all that information that you need. Set your reminders to remind you that a new podcast comes out every single Wednesday. And on that note, I'm not going to keep you any longer. We're going to get the podcast rolling right now. Hello, my darlings. This week's episode is going to really focus on the anxiety that may pertain to going back to school. I felt like this topic was really important to have because I know that I am currently feeling, you know, a little bit anxious myself about going back to school during a pandemic still. I don't know if anyone else has been feeling the same or maybe you know someone else that feels the same. I think this is a useful conversation to have though because I think people are neglecting how much impact the pandemic has had on a lot of individuals. Maybe someone felt an increase, you know, of being deprived of social interactions during this pandemic. And there's also a lot of people who are kind of anxious to going back and seeing as many people, being around that many people again, you know, kind of being alone for so long and finally having to go back. That's really hard for a lot of people as well. And also, you know, you have the health concerns. You know, you're anxious about going back due to some health concerns with COVID. Um, And it's just a lot. It's a lot to consider. You know, schools, though, in my head, I feel like they're neglecting and I don't think they're truly prepared for the mental health topics and issues that they're going to have to start preparing for. Students of all ages have gone through an exponential amount during the past year and a half. Loss has been the one common theme that I think a lot of students have faced. May that be loss of their graduation, because I know for me, I didn't get to graduate from undergrad. I didn't have a graduation. I graduated, didn't have a graduation though. Or maybe it's a loss in an academic year. You know, they missed out on prom or they missed out on like that internship opportunity, Um, traveling abroad, study abroad. There's so many things that could have been lost and even included the loss of loved ones or people that they knew as well during this time. You know, the list goes on. So my question is, are schools really prepared to support their students? Because I hope that they are. Because again, it is anxiety provoking for a lot of students. So I'm going to start this podcast off again with my lovely intro stories. I love to give you guys a little snippet of my life to make this a little bit more personal. And I want you to know that I want to share my experience so that you can kind of learn a little bit about me as well as kind of see if it connects to your own life where you've experienced something similar. So for me, I feel like everything is moving so fast without any promising results. 
Recently, my school just reinstated mask mandates indoors. However, before my school allowed masks to be optional this summer. So during the time that CDC changed their guidelines, that's when my school changed their guidelines and they said it's optional as well as vaccines, um, social distancing, stuff like that. So they kind of just went along with CDC guidelines. So now they recently just change it as CDC is changing their guidelines again. However, it makes me nervous due to wanting to stay healthy. So my anxiety is really derived off the fact that, you know, COVID's still out there and there are now developing variants. So I want to be healthy. And I sit here and I find myself anxious about the thoughts of, you know, drunk students, a bunch of students partying together, um, not wearing a mask, big crowds, and then they're going to classrooms like that for me drives a lot of anxiety. In the fall 2020, I did go to my classes um, during about for a month. So during that time, I was in the classroom. And this is when I first started my master's degree. And it was nice. You know, it was really socially distanced apart. Usually I was in a really big room and my classes aren't until the afternoon. So it's really just me and the grad students um, and the professor as well during that time and everyone had to wear masks and I honestly felt really good because I didn't like I didn't get close to anyone and our professors did not expect us to work with anyone like partnership wise unless it was via zoom or outside a classroom so it was good I felt safe but now I sit here and I'm pondering about you know I'm anxious about going back and doing that again but this time I don't know what it is like are my professors going to make us work together again and work in the classroom together? Like, what is it going to look like? I feel like I just don't have any answers. And do any students have any answers? Not really. (laughs) So like I was saying before, it's just really hard for me to kind of wrap my head around it because like there's no answers. So my anxiety is not really socially, but I do know a lot of people who their anxiety is derived from that social aspect. But then I'm also kind of anxious because I'm like, I did Zoom for a year and I also did everything like reading wise by myself. I basically taught myself. I did my test myself. So it's really hard for me to go back and relearn that classroom etiquette because I've been so used to just doing everything by myself for so long. So I low-key kind of wish there was an option, you know, like a hybrid option this fall. If you want to do Zoom, you can do Zoom. Like how we did it last year for my university was really nice. Like I enjoyed that. You can come in, you can go be home if you need to. Like there was that flexibility, which I really liked. So now I'm going to split this podcast up into three topics. I like to make it a little bit more easier and tangible for everyone who's listening at home. So the first topic that I'm going to talk about is should you feel anxious about going back to school? I feel like that's a question I ask myself all the time. Like, Aaliyah, why are you so anxious? You did college. You did undergrad. You know, you did high school. Like, why are you so anxious about this? So I feel like this is a question a lot of people might ask themselves. So, well, should you feel anxious? I can't tell you yes or no. However, I want to give you some words of encouragement. Your feelings are demanded to be felt. If you're feeling scared or apprehensive, you know, or you have apprehensive thinking about going back to school, you are not alone. I understand and I hear you and I feel for you. 
if loved ones or other individuals are telling you to kind of just get over it or tell you that it'll all be okay, it's important to remember that you will be okay. That is true. But also again, what you are feeling is real for you. What you are going through, what you're thinking, that's real for you. That's real life for you right now. And those are real concerns and fears that you have. So it's important to be kind to yourself and take the steps you need to take that appropriately, you know, appropriately allowing yourself to manage your anxiety and also, you know, grow again into that space of being comfortable going back into school. So be kind to yourself. It's not going to be quick. It's not going to be fast, but it helps when you're not kind of putting a pressure on yourself to just get over it. I've met many individuals around my age through my job who are taking another semester off due to their anxiety. Granted, they have struggled with anxiety for a while. However, the pandemic has really impacted their education and their anxiety. And they feel as if it would be best to work on their anxiety and also, you know, to help with their school performance by staying home an extra semester. So if you feel like school right now is just not the right choice at this very moment, I promise you there is no judgment. That has crossed my mind many, many times before, and it has crossed so many people's minds. Your mental health really matters. It really does, because if your mental health is not in check, a lot of times your performance doesn't align as well. And I want you to do the best that you can, but if you have to take care of yourself, absolutely, please don't feel bad about taking care of your mental health because it is so important. So feeling anxious is not a bad thing. This is another thing I want to add and let you guys know that it's not a bad thing to feel anxious. You know, anxiety and that anxious feeling, it's telling you that, you know, your body is trying to keep you safe. That's the first thing that comes to my my mind is that my body is trying to keep me safe. My mind is trying to keep me safe. And that's why I'm feeling this way. However, when we find ourselves constantly in that fight, that flight or that freeze, Due to, due to the anxiety that we're experiencing, going back to school while you're feeling all those things is not easy. So again, I want to remind you that you're not alone and that what you're experiencing isn't easy. It's not something that, you know, can always be quickly like get over it. It's going to be at your time and you just have to be patient with yourself. And other people as well in your life should be patient as well. So now we're going to move into topic two. So this is what to do to alleviate some anxiety. What do we do if we decide that it's time to go back to school, yet it creates a lot of anxiety within us? Here are some things to do. I suggest some of the suggestions I make is important to practice them every single day. So the suggestions that I'm going to make, it's important to practice them on every single day basis or like make a little bit of time for them because it's easier to practice when you're good and it's harder when you're not feeling so good to implement a skill that you've never tried before or practice. So again, kind of giving yourself, it doesn't even have to be every day, but it can be every other day. But just again, some of the things I'm suggesting Suggesting might be really good and useful for you. Just create a routine around it so you're able to do it when you also need it when you're not doing so good. So the first suggestion that I'm going to make is to start incorporating breath work. 
in your daily routine. Learning to manipulate your breath can really be useful when we find ourselves holding onto a lot of tension from anxiety or when we find ourselves taking in too much breath at one time due to, again, that anxious feeling. And I know it's not always easy to focus on our breath while we're feeling anxious, but it's important, again, to build up that routine where you're practicing it maybe daily or every other day for about five minutes, two minutes, whatever fits your schedule, just so it becomes a little bit easier when you need it, when you're feeling really anxious. So breath work is encouraged to be used because we cannot be anxious and calm at the same time. So this is what's really important about breath work. Our mind can't do two things at once. We can't be anxious and we can't be calm at the same time. So when we have that breath work, we're able to then intervene when we're feeling really anxious, get our heart rate down, ground ourselves and focus on our breath. And our mind is now focused on that calming feeling with the breath and it kind of takes us away from that anxious feeling. So if you're feeling anxious while you're in the classroom or you know you might be in the car before you go to class or in your dorm or maybe even you know you're at your locker wherever you are and you're starting to feel anxious it's really important that and it's also key and easy that you can start using some breath work at that moment if you're in a classroom or in a setting where there's a lot of people and you don't feel comfortable if you're able to try removing yourself from the crowd however if you can't Again, you can still use that breath work while you're there, but it's easier a lot of times if you can remove yourself from the crowd. So now I really want to actually get us practicing some of the breath work. And I want to introduce some techniques for you guys and some different breath work techniques that you can use and can easily use. So the first one that I like to use is the 448 method. So I want you to join me as we do this technique. So the first four is that you're breathing in for four seconds. The middle four is when you're holding it in and holding in your breath for four seconds. And then the eight is where you are slowly releasing the air out of your body for eight seconds. So it kind of goes like this. And you can do that three times. You can do as many times as you need, but the recommended amount is about three. If you need more, absolutely do as many as you need. Another breathing exercise that I really like is the alternate nostril breathing method. So this technique I find to be really intentional for me. The gist of this technique is that you take your hand, like one of your hands, and kind of make a rock on gesture. So you know that rock on like hand gesture, yeah. So you make that. With your one pinky, with your pinky and your thumb, you'll use them to help open and close your nostrils each time. So your right pinky, your pinky will close one of your nostrils one time and you will breathe in air to the open nostril that isn't closed. So your pinky will close one nostril and you'll breathe in through the open one. And then once you breathe in, your thumb is gonna hold the 
nostril that was open and you're going to release all the air through the now open nostril. So I'm going to demonstrate it here. I know it's a little bit difficult through podcasts, so you can always look on YouTube. And again, this is the alternate nostril breathing. So it kind of goes like this. I'm going to make that rock on sign. I'm going to hold my pinky to my left nostril. I'm using my right hand. So my pinky is going on my left nostril. I'm going to breathe in. If you can hear, I breathe out on the other side. So I do that 10 times for each nostril. And this really helps because it helps my mind. After I do it 10 times, one, I feel really, really elevated and really relaxed. It really feels like it clears my mind and I feel a lot lighter. And again, it brings me back to the now. It really grounds me. So the next recommendation that I have, it branches off from breath work again. And this is incorporating some type of grounding technique into your daily routine. A grounding technique I like to use for me is the combination between meditation and yoga. This again promotes a sense of becoming aware of your body and mind and allowing yourself the time to slow down and bring yourself right back into the moment. When I found myself overwhelmed or anxious before or after class, I would sit in my car or in a quiet place away from everyone else and I would pop some headphones on and I would listen to a five minute meditation that I find on YouTube, as well as, you know, you can use Headspace or Calm. There's many different resources that you can use, but I found those were really helpful for me. And so I would do that and I would feel a lot calmer, lighter, and my anxious thoughts would be pretty much alleviated. I still recommend though, to find an activity that grounds you. So meditation might not be for you. Yoga might not be for you. But finding an activity that grounds you is really important. So that can be walking, painting, reading, yoga, meditation, journaling, knitting, making your favorite dessert. What is important is that you want to practice reprogramming your mind to just think about the activity that you're doing at that very moment. Why do I suggest this? Well, anxiety, especially stored anxiety, can arise at any moment of the day. So... If you are able to identify an activity that really allows you to kind of put that to the background and take yourself out of that space, out of that anxiety produced space, it can be really helpful, you know, catching yourself in that moment and then reprogramming it with a grounding technique. You want to shift that attention away from the anxiety. Another thing to do during the time of, you know, going back to school during a pandemic is to take the precautions that you need to take. If your anxiety is derived from COVID itself, wear your mask or double mask if you would like. You know, wear a shield if you would also like. Do what you have to do in order to keep yourself safe. I know sometimes that it can be hard because there's a lot of people without a mask or not washing their hands or not wearing a shield or not keeping that six feet apart distance and that's okay. That's something that they're doing that fits them best, but you have to do what you think you have to do for your health and your safety. And then also 
you know, making sure that you're washing your hands, using hand sanitizer, avoid touching your face as much as possible. I know that that's sometimes hard, but again, trying to remember that you don't want to touch your face until you're able to wash your hands and get it clean. So again, you need to take whatever's right for you, whatever precautions you need to take, okay? Don't worry about what the other person thinks, what your classmate thinks. Just do what you need to do, what's best for you. Another tip that I have is if socially you're feeling anxious, I encourage you to join a club. Um, you can go to campus events that are offered as well. Um, that's really a great place, again, to meet a lot of people. And again, if COVID isn't a concern, but you know you might be feeling socially anxious, again, just challenging yourself in little ways, showing up at a campus event and maybe picking up some small talk. Nothing super heavy, just a quick like, oh, that's really cool, so on and so forth. So again, just kindly, again, so just kindly challenging yourself is really good. And also I encourage you to challenge yourself and talk to your classmates as well and maybe set up a virtual um, study group or an outdoor study group if that feels comfortable for you. Another tip that can be really helpful is that start really taking in consideration your diet and sleep. When we are low on our resources, this is when a lot of those anxious feelings start to come up and they start to arrive. So take the time to be mindful of the things um, you're feeding your body and also tr start trying to incorporate a sleep schedule for yourself if you can. Maybe creating a nightly routine can really help alleviate some anxiety and allow that time to take care of yourself and wind down and get ready for bed. Another tip that I have is if you are feeling anxious due to school reopenings, find a trusted person or people who will not judge you and voice your concerns to them. Sometimes just talking about it and having someone to talk to when you're feeling anxious is quite therapeutic. Another really great way to, again, it kind of branches off of this previous tip that I just talked about, is that if you have a trusted person to call when you're feeling anxious, I think that's a really good coping skill to have because sometimes it can really take you out of those thoughts and bring you into the present moment and I tend to enjoy when I call a friend when I feel anxious and we can talk about something other than the anxiety that I'm feeling. It helps me bring myself back into who I am. And then once that conversation is over, I will then bring up the anxiety I was feeling. Again, it's important that I want to bring myself back down into equilibrium. So again, finding that friend to talk to about honestly anything, make myself laugh. That's a really good thing for me to do and it could help you as well. And then lastly, if your school offers counseling services, I highly recommend reaching out to your school counselors. A lot of the times they are able to provide you a safe space to talk about some of the things that you that's making you feel anxious, as well as they may be able to find you resources or help you in school that can help alleviate some of that anxiety or help you kind of, you know, challenge and meet any of the goals that you want to meet that is regarding your anxiety as well. And then also, if you feel comfortable with your educators, uh, just letting them know what is going on for you is really important. 
This can be via email or in person. And again, obviously, if you feel comfortable and up to it, it's just a good idea to let your educators know. So, you know, you might have to excuse yourself. They're not kind of just blatantly wondering, you know, what's going on with you kind of thing. But again, it's really up to you in your comfort level. And the last topic that I have is to how to help someone who feels anxious about going back to school during a pandemic. So if you're someone who knows someone that is feeling anxious about going back to school, no matter what the anxiety is, it can be, again, that social, you know, it can be kind of just, I've been home for a year and this is kind of strange again. Um, It can also be, you know, the COVID, the health related, whatever their anxiety is about going back to school. When someone you know is feeling anxious about going back to school during a pandemic, it's important to remember not to judge them. Allow them to express their concerns with zero judgment. Right now, this is a real concern for the person that you love. Allow them to feel it in its entirety. And by you can do that by providing them a really safe space, allowing them to share it to you with zero judgment. When you are anxious, you often feel alone. So they're really seeking that connection with you and they're seeking that they want someone to hear them, feel them, understand where they're coming from. So allow them that space to do so. And the most important thing that you can do for your loved one is to ask them what you can do to help them feel less anxious or what you can do right now to help them allowing them again to speak to you and open up on what they need. Please don't pressure them. Please don't make them feel like they just have to get over it. Because again, life is different for everyone. How you perceive a situation and how you think you would deal with a situation can be very different and look very different to someone that you love and care about. Thank you so much to listening to my podcast episode this week. I'm so glad that I actually got to record this episode because this is something, again, that I'm truly feeling. I'm feeling just as anxious because I go back to school in two weeks. Seeing people move in, seeing a bunch of students coming back makes me feel really anxious. And I'm so glad that I got to kind of express it in this podcast and kind of revisit some of the things that I'm feeling and understanding that there are a lot of other people who are just in my shoes feel the exact same way. And I hope you got that from this podcast episode too. On that note, babes, thank you so much for listening yet again. Every single Wednesday, I release a new podcast episode. You can find it on all major podcast streaming apps. And I hope you can leave a review, share it with a friend, a family member, whoever you think can benefit from this podcast. Share it, like it, and follow me on my Instagram, side underscore grace. This is where you can find a little bit more information that is addition to the podcast episodes that I stream every single week. Thank you so much. I'm so, so, so grateful. And I can't wait for you guys to hear my next episode next Wednesday. Bye.